Hello and welcome to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. I am not Katie Stoll. I am producer of Even More News and today's guest host, Jonathan Harris. Hello, Katie Stoll. You sound weird. I am Cody. Johnston is the name of me. Hi. Uh, no, Cody, you weren't. Jonathan. You, yeah, you weren't listening. It's, it's, it's just it's me today. Hosting. I caught up. There was a lag. I started talking as you were in the middle of talking, and then it caught up, and I caught the, the point, which is that you are not Katie. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm excellent. Well, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. Uh, our guest today is a podcaster and producer at Fortunate Horse. You might know him from Rude Tales of Magic or Fun City, Taylor Moore. Hi. Good evening. Hello. Thank you, you so much for having me. Good I'm afternoon. great. It's a great day to talk about current events. We can't wait. We've been having fun all day. I have a couple of advanced degrees, and about half of them are specifically in uh, foreign relations, international politics, uh, and war on the uh, Asian continent. So I'm a very good guest to have today. Perfect, perfect. That's why that's why we got you. That's good. There are also I don't know if you know this about uh, five million uh, people with those same degrees today that I didn't know exist. Oh yeah. Now is there a place I could go and just see like? short bites of like quick content from them about maybe what's going on some insight yeah i don't know i mean that might be a good that might be a good startup if you want to like pitch that somewhere huh. in Silicon i like Valley. that idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. quick bites of like, content quick like a bites. like a like a but that's ah, too long though you want to be able to get, make it snappy right like a like a bitey bitey bite like twitter like a chirpy okay yeah, mm-hmm. like birds, mm-hmm. sound birds make birds famous for giving quick bites of music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're constantly like very, 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 very short <laughs> yeah. little bits. Everyone, I didn't like Hi. any of the Friday holidays, so I went with some February twenty fourth holidays. It is both National Tortilla Chip Day and Ooh. National Chili Day. Okay, you, those go together. Both those fit. That. All right, I agree that those are good things. I tend to always disagree i guess with these days for existing and being necessary because what does this mean does this is this just like go buy the stuff i imagine that that some trade group has decided i i'm sure tostitos decided it was national tortilla chip day and then hormel was like we're not gonna let you get away with a big your big tortilla (laughs) chip day without including national chili day see because these are like these are like pretty universally loved foods and they're delicious so mm-hmm. i don't think they even need a day like if this was like cincinnati chili day i would support mm. it because i think they need it they need people to uh you know go out and support the idea of uh i guess it's like chili and and marinara sauce kind of uh with spaghetti yeah and, perfect and cheese yeah i like to put a big scoop of marinara sauce as a topping on my chili exactly i like to get chili and then put noodles in it you know, I wish I'd have gone now with the Friday holidays, because uh, at least in my research, uh, Friday is both National Clam Chowder Day and New England Clam Chowder Day. But who? All right. Apologies I mean, if you've <laughs> talked about this before. How much do you think a trade organization has to pay a congressperson to get a day? Oh, none of these are legal Days. These are just days that the company or someone at one point on the internet in 2003 decided was a thing, (laughs) and now we talk about it every week on this show. That's that's the bit. So Taylor, I want to get to know you a little bit. Cody, baby, come in. 
you and Cody, you and Cody have uh, uh, chatted and, and engaged before. Um, Grad Cody school together. We mm-hmm. we both oh, got degrees in Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. So you go way yeah. back. So mm-hmm. uh, when Cody went on your sorry, Patreon everybody, we're not bringing this up ever, but it's true. <laughs> Hundred and fifty <laughs> episodes into the podcast. Uh, 182 today no you're fine um <laughs> cody went on your uh patreon exclusive podcast rude talks of chatting and you asked him mm-hmm. if he would ever want to give up talking about the news and host a narrative D podcast so now that you're here i want to ask you if you would ever consider giving up that work and hosting a youtube show with puppets about the most depressing news in america <laughs> uh and no absolutely not i th- i think that mm-hmm. like uh you know how like every it's it's mostly a dude thing. I don't want to say every dude are just dudes, but like, <laughs> there's a thing of like, uh, I think it was even in a book. Like, um, every until they're thirty, everybody thinks they can go spend two years at like a kung fu monastery and become the biggest badass on the planet. I think the same is true of like everyone thinks that if they just had enough free time, they could have the best politics chat show with their friends. <laughs> Uh, that's just a, like a latent fantasy. Everyone post 2000 and, you know, like post Obama presidency right. has this fantasy of doing it. But I, I, I am not the fool. I know that I would blow it and I wouldn't want to be forced into the position where I have to go do like a jokey podcast on a day where like, I don't know, uh, a, a school shooting happened or war broke out. Mm, interesting. Well, luckily we haven't and we'll never run into that. Yeah, those are two crazy things. Why would humanity do that I, uh, to itself? Also, if, I feel like you just have more fun by not having to put yourself in this situation uh, daily or weekly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Timeless. <laughs> Cody, Cody, are you saying that this I, job isn't I'm, fun? I'm not, I'm not saying that Taylor just gave basically the exact opposite answer that I gave when I was asked <laughs> the other question. But I will say sometimes it's not fun. <laughs> Not that all jobs have to be fun, but just... I guess what you give up in, like, pre- pre- and post-production, you you win back in, like, the burden of <laughs> having to contend publicly with the worst things that yeah, people everything, do. Yeah, everything, everything yeah. surrounding it is just this oppressive, you know, like, bubble. And, <sighs> and every week I'm like, maybe this is it. Maybe we'll fix it. And then next week there's mm-hmm. just going to be nothing to talk about. It'll be the... It'll be yeah. the best week ever and <laughs> never seems to happen. Yeah. A sea of stories about uh, children raising money with the lemonade stands. Uh, and not for like, <laughs> oh, my teacher got cancer. For like, yeah, and then I got a bike. Yeah, like a whole, the whole, everybody at the gas station got together and we bought Nana a new leg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, look at, look at, look at how the community comes together. It's very positive. There's nothing to look into about like well why didn't she have a leg why didn't like why couldn't like insurance take care of that why is the, our healthcare system not supplying legs um we know who took the leg exactly we'll know, yeah, yeah. it's all, it's all we'll very know society is a lot better when there's like a local news article and it's like children raising money from lemonade stand just get to do that because everyone gets healthcare and yeah. no one no one needs it for something horrific they, Right, they raised they raised money for the lemonade stand to put back into the lemonade stand. Yeah, they're a, it's not they're a fundraiser. <laughs> it's just like a straightforward business of these poor kids, uh, you know, having to you know toil away on the yeah. Side of and the now Nana can run out back, bring in the new chips. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. a national chip day. Get out there, it's Nana. An, get the chips. Yeah, get the chips. Get the the lemons. I assume they all have lemon trees. Where else are they getting this stuff? Not the store. Oh my god. <laughs> 
It's a cool store. Yeah. <laughs> I want to work at Nana's store. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more, even more news. Ooh, news. Hello, close friends. Are you tired of getting in your car every week to go get groceries? Perhaps there's a shifty squirrel always outside of the store that you have trouble passing on your way in. Maybe the squirrel follows you inside and waits for you at the end of every aisle. Well, darn, you should try Imperfect Foods. They're a grocery delivery company that specializes in embracing the natural imperfections in fruits and vegetables. What you gotta do is you get on your computer, you go to imperfectfoods.com and see if they deliver in your area. Once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly order with fresh seasonal produce and delicious snacks. Take that, Humphrey, you bushy-tailed menace! Ah! No more bullying Cody for you! Ah, down there is a squirrel. Tiny. Imperfect Foods wants you to know that unlike other grocery delivery services, they deliver weekly by neighborhood, a unique model that produces fewer emissions than individual trips to the store. Sounds good! And right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code MORNEWS. Again, 20% off your first four orders, that's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com. Offer code when you use promo code MORNEWS. Again, a little more clearly. Imperfectfoods.com. Use the promo code more news. Show the rodents who is boss with Imperfect Foods. Hello, you. You like being healthy, right? Of course you do. You are a precious, precious gem in a sea of rocks, a sweet baby of the universe, and it would be a shame if something happened to you. Perhaps you should try AG1 by Athletic Greens. They are the category-leading superfood product that takes all of your daily vitamins and puts them into one tasty drink. It's for your health, you see. I care about your health. I want you to thrive and spread until the world is nothing but you, you will make governments crumble as the prophecy has been told. And AG1 wants to help you by saving you time and money and keeping you healthy. Just one tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multi-mineral probiotic, and more in one convenient daily serving. They also keep up with research to make sure their product evolves with the latest in nutritional news, making the powerful cower at the sound of your name. Isn't easy, but at least nutrition can be with AG1. It also supports any lifestyle, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free or you know the skulls of your enemies so check it out athletic greens is going to give you an immune supporting free one year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today that's athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give ag1 a try <laughs> so let's get into it we need to talk about russia and ukraine uh, on Thursday morning in Europe, Russia launched an offensive against Ukraine. Explosions went off across the country, including in the in the capital, Kiev, a city of three million people. It's the seventh largest city in Europe. And Kharkiv, a city of 1.4 million people. Russia has launched a full-scale attack. They've taken airports. They've reportedly taken Chernobyl as of a, a couple hours ago. When we're recording this, um, there have been series of cyber attacks that have hit Ukrainian government websites. There are warnings about cyber attacks against uh, uh, the U.S. pending uh, the U.S. response. Joe Biden has announced even stronger sanctions than the, the ones that were announced a few days ago. Um, 
And Biden has apparently been presented with options for our own cyber attacks against Russian infrastructure and its military. Things are really in flux. There's a lot of misinformation on social media. You may have noticed what? a lot of uh, it's it's hmm. uh, tough to trust what's out there. Things may very well be different by the time uh, you're listening to this. Yeah. Um. So I, I wanted to kick this off by asking a, a question that no one's probably prepared to answer. Uh, I, I was I was reading a lot of opinions in recent weeks about how uh, Vladimir Putin is largely a rational actor, that he hmm. was not going to do anything that was going to, you know, severely impact him and his status as leader and his country's economic viability. Um, but what he's doing now is going to be horrible for the Ukrainian people, but it's also going to have a significant impact on the Russian military and the Russian economy. Um, for weeks, we thought this might just be a, a a bluff that he was trying to get some concessions. So um, to, to what extent do you guys think that this was inevitable, that this was always his plan and there's nothing that anyone could have done to dissuade him from invading Ukraine? I have no idea, but, uh, I mean, it, this does seem like what he wanted to do, right? Like from the beginning. And, uh, he also likes fucking with people and like making, uh, people squirm and not necessarily know like what to do or like what the real situation is. Um, he's got this sort of like nonlinear warfare approach to, uh, to like uh the global stage and like um he's a liar i don't know um it's just it does seem like this was always sort of where he, he was going with this and just wanted to uh like weirdly have fun like it seems like part of it is fun for him um to like push people and like see how they react and like like trigger the libs almost um except trigger the west i guess is what he's doing um but it does seem like there's an element of that to his approach but also I have no idea. So you're saying essentially that he's just kind of getting funky with it? A little he's bit, yeah. He's just sort of playing around? Yeah. I, I think that is the uh, the historical term. Um, I think, like, like he, he does, like, you see him in these, like, uh, press conferences and stuff. It does seem like he's, like, having a little good, a good time, like, holding cards close to his chest and also, like, revealing stuff in, in ways where it's like, wait, what the fuck? Um, it does seem like he's, he is uh, getting funky with it. Well, cause he's, he's super rich. One of the oh, richest yeah. people ever that's ever lived. Um, he, there, there's, he has a, like a complete iron grip on power. There's no threat to him. No one's gonna usurp. Like he's, he's in there probably for the rest of his life. You know, no one's going to get him out of there. So like, he has no accountability. Like, and yeah, why not? Why not have some fun? If you're a complete sociopath with power, it's like a video game. It's, it's a video game, only instead of menus, you have to have meetings with people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, why like not? Playing Stellaris, right. only instead of clicking, I have to call, you know, Ivan up and, and, and get him to like, oh, we'll tell this guy to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense to me. I mean, I'm that like that level of sociopathy at like the top echelon of global rule is not a surprise. Right. <laughs> and like, he doesn't seem to have any like coherent like ideology beyond power as most people at the top do. I mean right like it's, it's not like he's taking Ukraine for food or you know I mean right 
Yeah, he right. Like the can, claim. I, can, can I be honest with you guys for a second? I was lying about the advanced degrees. Uh, oh no! Oh, what? The truth is, I know. I'm on sorry. National Tortilla Day. You're gonna lie to us on National fucking Tortilla. Day. I'm so tortilla sorry. Tortilla Chip Day, Cody. Okay. Every Tortilla <laughs> well, Chip Day. <laughs> every Tortilla Chip Day will will's now sullied because of this. Yeah, like I'm just gonna think about this now. This is then, like <laughs> my dad would dress up like a big tortilla chip. <laughs> and then we found him in the chimney. He's, like the uh, yeah. first time I ever saw him cry, and he was stuck in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I can't eat a chip. The, the truth is, is that I feel complete cosmic ignorance about the causes and long-term effects of things that happen at this scale, as if I am a single bacteria in the gut of an unknowable beast. Yeah, I mean like even the experts don't know what's going to happen or what what is 10 to 20 years down the line like i i i agree to an extent that because like he's having fun he likes going on tv and explaining his narrative of russian history he likes saying things like uh you will have consequences that you never have had before in history wink wink like he likes doing that stuff but i i i mean uh, this invasion is not for fun though he is trying to oh rectify no that's historic... not what i meant no yeah, i'm not no. Uh, yeah, yeah like he is just really trying to like rectify these historic grievances that he has based on the the countries that he thinks should be part of russia that are part of some vision for a uh, for a russian empire it is it is imperialist in nature um, yeah it's like this hyper nationalist so approach to um yeah and uh he doesn't seem to care. Well, that, I mean, I think that brings me to the next like facet of this is what what the United States is doing, what they can do, should they do anything? Like our economies are very intertwined. Uh, we obviously aren't going to send troops into Ukraine. That would be disastrous. And and Biden has said multiple times we're not doing that. We are bolstering the defenses of the NATO. Uh, country mm-hmm. so you know we're gonna get more right. troops in germany and maybe poland everyone will feel a little yep. better about that um, more missiles in the caucuses right i mean like yeah, in the, like, the balkans yep yeah like so estonia it, it's also estonian independence day today by the way oh, um gosh. and i'm oh. not sure how the estonians are feeling uh, uh today but you know the risks here are pretty huge just in terms of, uh, economically russia is going to be very hurt the Europe with the they they rely on Russian oil and gas a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Russia is one of the second biggest pro- uh, providers of fertilizer to the rest of the world. And, you know, uh, this keeps going a month or two from now. We're going to have. Yeah, it's going to be nonstop CNBC articles about the prices of food going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. I, I Yeah, I no, it's just like I a shared helplessness right now. Right, and I haven't seen, uh, I haven't been watching much of, like, the CNNs or MSNBCs or, like, uh, you know, because as soon as any sort of um, inkling of, like, what if we do a war, they're like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Um, And I haven't seen much of that yet, but again, I haven't, like, watched a whole lot since this invasion happened. And I assume that will get sort of ramped up more and more, like, we have to send our troops there. I, I don't know. Like, I, I know th- there's just like this this sentiment that I think, um, you know, with like with the re- like with all these wars that we always do uh, that they're actually bad. 
Um, and even when we uh, left Afghanistan, there seemed to be a, sh- a slight shift of like knowing like this was a good choice to stop doing. And I don't know how much that translates uh, for them to like maybe war is just bad um, and maybe we can help with, you know, medicine and food and like taking refugees and like the UN was technically created to be like anti-war, right? Like we're it's we're done we're done with it it's like we're a global we're a globe we're the planet earth and we're not doing this anymore obviously that was not the case and america played a huge part in that and pushing back on that and like we're actually gonna we're gonna do a little bit of war we're gonna keep doing a little bit of this and here and here and here and they kept doing and kept doing it and so now it's like a useless organization in terms of that goal it seems and uh it would just be nice if most nations just sort of came together and uh, in an act of like being anti-war um, helped with the all of the negative effects of war like if you're anti-war what do you want what are you you're pro peace you're pro like life uh, so help uh, take care of uh, anything like in terms of like all those negative effects but don't contribute to them um, I just don't think that's going to happen it would be nice um, a, a global uh, you know push for like being actually anti-war it is bizarre having been american my whole life to suddenly see like a confusion and a like a lack of hawkishness because usually someone's being super Mm -hmm. hawkish usually Mm -hmm. someone's like we got to go there right now we're the you know uh right and yeah i i I don't want to say like refreshing because i don't think what like tucker carlson's doing is refreshing oh my god but i do think that like it is (laughs) like like cracking open a can putting it to your lips and realizing it's still hot piss right yeah Uh, Yeah, bubbling like hot (laughs) but like to see that there is a like well we don't want this to be happening where we wish it wasn't happening maybe there's something Mm -hmm. else we can do other than blow some stuff up for for once yeah, you're right. It is really unusual. It is a really unusual vibe to watch what happens when the American like uh, political elites like run into a situation where they're not allowed to engage in the usual bluster because the other country is sh- sh- like actually at war and has nuclear missiles uh, and isn't like a pushover, you know, uh, formerly uh, well, currently colonized state like. Um, like Afghanistan. I mean, it's, it's, a uh, it's, you know, that, that, the, the tail goes between the legs pretty quickly. Not saying that's a bad thing, you know, uh, right. But not, yeah. it, it mutually assured destruction is insane, but you can't argue with the results. Yeah. Um, and I, that, right. And like, there's like this element of like, oh, maybe, maybe not this time. And I also wonder, like, it's, um, the presence of like a superpower, I think definitely, uh, helps facilitate that but i also wonder if it's like okay but if they were doing this in the middle if it was like any any involvement like the middle east or like you oh know, man other, we'd be tying yellow ribbons around the old oak tree by you know <laughs> yeah like oh, there's something something yeah. about these people that maybe like we're not like jumping to to war about it i don't know you know it's just tough we we in our history have only had a few ways of like trying to dissuade other people from going to war and of course it's hard for us to talk much because of all the imperializing we did for so long um and maybe just stopped a few months ago and maybe not you know the the an emboldened uh putin who can do this and then really not suffer any repercussions 
things you know if he starts right exactly like once like oh i I, like because he's also used to like yeah like getting away with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the can this continued like okay i did this seemed like right that's what i'm scared of is that he does look at latvia and then all of a sudden because of you know the treaty because of nato we're like you know obligated to (laughs) launching was it was it nato obligated to help ukraine out as well Ukraine's not a NATO country. But didn't so. they, didn't they, I know they're not, I know, I know the whole thing. <laughs> I've heard the word NATO more times in the last 30 days than ever in my life. Uh, but like, wasn't the promise that they would give up some weapons and NATO would be friendly? From what I understand, <laughs> like right after Whoops. the end of the Cold War, uh, Ukraine was like, okay, well, we've got these leftover nukes here. And then the deal was with Russia and the U.S., and a few other countries of like, okay, your your borders will be secure. We'll, you know, look after you and everything if you give up those nukes. Um, and Putin's, you know, just like, well, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Well, and they yeah. requested to be like in NATO and then that was like rejected. But then like the offer was like technically still on the table, uh, which is why this like got pushed even further. I don't I don't know. I, I, I'm not I'm not the degree man. Yeah, no, I think I think it's very good of us to admit that we're not going to solve this. Um, mm. I don't fucking know. I'm gut bacteria. Uh, you know, it's just <laughs> like I don't know. I, it's almost it's Lovecraftian. I feel like mm. these nation states are just like giant thousand foot tall Cthulhu's walking around stomping in the ocean like it's a kiddie pool, and I'm down here being like, oh, there's they put you know the McRibs back. I want to talk briefly about before we move on some of the takes that the dizzying oh. takes now mm. here. Uh, just like uh, just a non-stop it, they won't stop coming and 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 i'm home baby we're home it's now like, this just, i understand right right like, oh yes ah oh, yes my degree finally coming <laughs> yes into the yes. horror of the american poster that mm. is what i can talk about right. confidently. Uh, yeah i don't even know where to start with this how about how about senator tommy tuberville we could start uh, my home state just, alabama oh Ooh. really yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Senator Tuberville is, uh, says uh, Russia is a communist country. He can't feed his people, so they need more farmland. Mm. That's what this mm. all, is all about. You and know, by birth, Taylor, you have to agree, right? You have to agree with this guy. That's the law. That's the law. Well, me and me and uh, Senator Tuberville have always been at odds. I tried mm. to make it with his daughter in the hay the hayloft of his barn, mm. and we've never seen each other. You know, never seen eye to eye. I bet he sent you running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he um, shot the gun up in the air, but the message was clear. Exactly, and I voted for him. Oh, good. Okay, so okay, so that relationship is still still intact. Sure. Good. Well, you know, yeah. you got It's politics. It's personal and politics. Yeah. You got to keep those things keep separate. them separate. Exactly. It's very very mature of you. No, he's a he's a uh, football coach. Like- <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy was a football coach. What's, was this uh, Jesse Waters or someone else who said that uh, U.S. should send Ukraine night vision? That was Mr. Jesse Waters. Oh, Jesse Waters. Yeah, it doesn't Um, look like Russians can fight at night. It's wild. Okay, (sighs) so he's like, it doesn't look like they can fight at night because they went in during the day, which is like, A, that doesn't mean they can't. Like, they don't have, like, night vision. But also, like, doesn't that just mean he doesn't give a fuck? It's like, yeah, we're doing it during the day. Like, fuck it. I don't, like, like, what is he even saying? Yeah, I, I don't know what 
I don't know what that one is. But if we do want to help Ukraine, we've got to send them night vision because Russia doesn't have that capability, apparently. They don't know what to say. They, like, the reason the this is, yeah. this is so yeah. confusing is because they don't know what to say. Yeah. I think like, yeah. even <laughs> even the imperialist, like, war, like, this is what goes up, goes back to what you said and why this moment is so strange in the media as, here is because, like, even as strong as American imperialism is, it's not quite strong enough to say we ought to go to like a hot war with the nuclear power yet. Yeah, we'll get we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. Um, but yeah, they're, and so they're just like, we got to do night vision for the commies or whatever. Um, because like, as we've discussed, we don't necessarily know what's going on and that's OK. Um, and, you know, like when you have to talk for a living. Um, especially especially when it's every single day and you're like on TV and you're like, I got to talk every single day about something. You just like, uh, and you start talking and it's like that, that Michael Scott thing, right? Where you're just like, yeah, yeah. sometimes I start a sentence and I just keep going and I'll find the thought eventually it'll come. And sometimes it's, we got to send night vision goggles to Ukraine because Russia right. can't fight at night because they invaded during the day. <laughs> Real like airtight logic. Uh, I, I, I'm going to play a little, I'm going to play the beginning of the Annalyn McCord thing. Uh, yes! Mm, yes! Before we move on. Dear President Vladimir Putin. Week start. I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved. Held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm. So much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you I got, I can't. Pull out, pull out. Oh my God, I can't do it. Too much. That goes on for two more minutes. This, I can't. This can't be good for people to hear too much of. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'll just say if like, like it's a, I'm just dear Vlad, dear President Vladimir Putin. It's a weak start. I think like yeah. there, it's not. There's nothing poetic there. Dear um, Mr. President Vladimir Putin. De, a dear it, President. Mis, no, it's called dear President Vlad. No, what is it? Is <laughs> I, it called that? Is it like? I Look. think it's dear Mr. President Vladimir Putin. Oh, and oh it's my. a refrain. It, it is a it is a, a repeated phrase in the uh, uh, in the further uh, stages. Dear Mr. President Vladimir Putin. It's so awkward. God. It's again, it's like that fucking, isn't it? Like, I'm not like a huge office fan. I don't know why I keep bringing this goddamn show up. <laughs> but like, didn't like Andy write a song in his band called like Dear Mr. President? Like, why is there war? And he sings it like in like falsetto because it's like a, a little girl to the president. Oh, and like that's the idea of the song. The lyrics are like a young girl writing. I don't remember a, that. a letter to the president. It's you don't need to. It's fine. This is just nonsense. <laughs> Look, everybody deals with things in different ways. And some people need to do this. Some people need to uh, be seen and make it about them. Um, uh, make it about what a great mother they would be, I guess. Um, you just can't stop. You can't stop the posting. You can't I because... Think. The posting, posting represents a fundamental, a fundamental human desire to offer your identity out into the world and fingers crossed, have it reflected back to you with mm -hmm. love. And, 
any, but people can't say that because if you just say, I want that, people mm-hmm. that, that that comes across as insecure and weak. So you have to wait for something to happen and then react to it and then hope that your reaction is loved. And so every single event in the world that occurs is like Twitter comes and hands you a canvas and says, react, you know, like just put, put yeah. you know, this canvas is called the invasion of Ukraine 2022. Just paint whatever you want on it. And right. it will you, send you the, your serotonin in the mail. Yes, like, yes, yeah. yes. Sometimes it's paint by numbers. Sometimes it's more free form. And when it's more free form, you get shit like this and we should send them night vision. Uh, so <laughs> I, I found... Uh, I sorry, I lied. I didn't found it. I wrote it. I wrote a transcription <laughs> of that poem that she made. <laughs> and there is a line later on. Here it is. Oh dear, and she says it like this. I swear to God. Oh dear, Mister President Putin. If only I'd have been your mother, perhaps the torture of unreet youth would not within your heart imbue ascription to such fealty against the world that you thought was so cruel. That's just art. That's just art, baby. You know, you gotta you gotta express yourself. Uh you gotta express yourself and then hope that those quote tweets do not outweigh the likes. <laughs> uh which I'm pretty sure they did in this case. Um I would posit that maybe this woman being Putin's mother wouldn't have solved war. <laughs> Well, we, you know, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe, like, maybe if, uh, like, best case scenario, uh, she's his mother and then he, like, gets a different job and doesn't, like, head the KGP for years. Uh, and then somebody else is the president of Russia and they're also a monster because, like, most leaders are fucking monsters. Yeah, I think that, like, you, your, your, your mother has to have a very specific kind of relationship, uh, to you to get you into the KGB later in life. I don't think a person like her can raise a future KGB agent. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, there's a, there's a softness to, to her and her, the environment she is, uh, put behind her, uh, or a little, a little display for. But who knows? Video. You know, chaos, like butterfly effect, chaos theory. Put her back there. Maybe we get more wars, bigger wars. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, interesting. Oh, if <laughs> dear Mister President Vladimir Putin, if I were your mother, there'd be more wars. You fucking <laughs> pussy. Do more wars. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have lost Ukraine to begin with, you coward. God, yeah. Um. This is wild. Right. I <laughs> do want to say so, like. I do want to point out because I feel like we have to move on to another topic. Um, but uh, the first of all, uh, there are a lot of people marching in Russia. Uh, Incredible for like against war, and that is amazing. Um, that is like very brave of them. Um, even like po- like people posting videos and stuff. Like those people are in danger by doing that. Um, that is the situation there. Uh, that is like. You know, when we go out and, like, we do our little our little protests, not to, like, diminish them because they're important, but, like, and there's obviously, like, much, there's a lot of violence uh, at these places and they turn into police riots, but um, it's, like, really uh, incredible, uh, the people that are out there um, to oppose what is going on right now. Um, and, and, yeah, and it's incredible. very, very yeah. brave because there is a heavy police presence already and it's only going to get worse yeah keep it up and and i think we have to we have to hope that they do there is a Uh, part of me that wonders like if that's not like propaganda from the intelligence blob from the you know the 
that world or if they're being propped up by like American or Western intelligence and, you know, interest in things like that. But I, that's a small part of me. I, I feel like, especially I, I saw a story about people doing solo protests, going out alone. We were not even protected by the herd. Mm-hmm. Because the yeah. herds, the herds are being shot at and, and hit and, you know, horrible violence against the protesters. But even the solo people have been seen to be picked up and just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that, it, you know, I, I want to believe that's true. I mean, not that, not that the horrible thing is happening to, to them, but uh, my God, the guts, the absolute guts it takes to do something like that. Eh, yeah. Hope knowing full, it. yeah, knowing full well, like uh, where they are and what they're, and what they're doing. Um, and yeah, Putin has been known to like, uh, again, that nonlinear warfare thing uh, where like, oh, like there's this uh, protest organized and like, I'm going to fund the people who are for it and against it. And now you don't know like what's going on. Uh, like that's a thing he does, but it does seem like this is just like an incredible uh, swelling of just like people just like, no, this is bad. And um, we don't want to be a part of it. And even if that's going to put ourselves in danger, which it is. All right, we're going to take a a quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute with even more, even more news. News. What's up, Buttercup? You want to text me sometime? I'm a real good texter. I use all the emojis, every single one, including the variations in every text I send. Takes forever. Pretty weird we're talking about texting and phones right now. Wild coincidence. Because I want to tell you about Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. You hear about this Mint Mobile? It's what all the Cody's are talking about these days in this ad. It's very easy to switch over to Mint Mobile, you see. You can keep your own phone and number. And these folks are offering plans starting at just $15 a month. 15 Why, you can't even buy a bottle of coconut oil for that. Believe me, I've tried. Other things I should tell you about is how all of Mint Mobile's plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. They use the same network as T-Mobile, so you know it's the good stuff. The real creamy good 5G you want to rub on your skin, but can't because it's not coconut oil, which is more expensive than Mint Mobile. Anyway, that's how I've been. That's my whole deal. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free go to mintmobile.com slash more news that's mintmobile.com slash more news cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash more news goodbye buttercup Hey there, kid. Oh, let me tell you, being in the biz can be a lot of work. You got to do lunches and make deals, go to them fancy Hollywood parties, meet lots of different people, take turns feeding James Cromwell's cat. Everybody's got to do it. That's the name of the game. And so it's important for me to know how to communicate. That's why I'm going to use Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Doesn't matter if you're traveling or in the biz like me or just want a new hobby. Babbel makes learning fun, fast, and addictive with their bite-sized lessons for real-world use. You see there, Chief, while other language learning apps use AI for their lessons plans, Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. That's right. Stick it to those machine overlords. You can choose from 14 different languages like Spanish or French or Italian or German. Plus, their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. So check it out, babe, right now. Go for it. When you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. 
Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code MORENEWS. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com code MORENEWS. Babbel. Language for life, baby. Back from a commercial. Here's a weak segue uh, to our next topic. Uh, so one other of the fucking takes about this whole situation is just a just a, a huge just a punch uh, one two three four so many people doing the thing that you love to do again Taylor's kind of like what you were saying where it's like it, a, an event happened I got to make it not just about me but about my thing yeah. that I care about and so there's all these fucking tweets about like. Wow, like uh, Russia's doing this, and like we're so unprepared. I guess we shouldn't have spent so much time worrying about pronouns and so like all this like gender things. stuff. Uh, it's so many, and just like yeah, if we weren't obsessed with like pronouns, maybe we could do something. Maybe our military wouldn't be weak, and like all this stuff just about pronouns and gender. It's nonsensical um, and ridiculous, and also I think it's interesting because about two or so months ago, uh, Putin gave a big speech. And it was basically this this anti woke creed about political correctness and like transgenderism and like oh was it on the New York Times op ed page like seriously I know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, byline Putin thank you New York Times but like uh, it was fucking Brett Stevens a word, and a word about Putin America's woke together. librarians like, oh, sorry yeah sorry. yeah Putin, I mean yeah like here's here's my here's my here's Putin's article about like college campuses in the U S um, but like like he, it was this whole thing like wokeness and political correctness and like. The, uh, the gender is only two gender like this all this thing and I remember just various people uh, being like wow Putin's a monster but he's right about wokeness and like uh, uh, like Jordan Peterson uh, did a whole vlog about it and like all these oh, little whoa. weirdos and twerps and like now they're doing this other thing about pronouns well he's like invading another country and it's just like you're you're the same you have the same ideology but you can't like talk about it you can't um admit and clearly it clearly like, you're the one who's this. obsessed with this stuff you right know? like right like uh the the former president's idiot son the uh the oldest one i think the 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 yeah, one donald trump the, jr wrote yeah the one who's always complains about his algorithms getting crushed um he uh he was like what uh, if we didn't like blah, blah blah if we didn't care so much about pronouns it's like no you care you care that's the whole point is that you care so much. You're so angry about it. Um, and it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just very frustrating to see. Cause like, you know, again, like the, the sort of like the imperialist approach and like the, the nativism and the, and like the, the nationalism that he's bring, uh, talking about in relation to this. And like, you know, you saw Trump and he was like, yeah, uh, it was good. Uh, what a smart thing for him to do. Uh, he's got all those tanks and stuff. Maybe we could do something like that at our border. And it's like, you're all the same. Um, and they can't, they just can't grasp it. They can't face that yet. Um, I hope they do one day. Um, and um, they can all be anti-woke together. And those great for them. tweets do unfortunately lead us into our next story, uh, which yeah. is that earlier this week, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton wrote in an opinion that gender affirming care for trans or non-binary youth should be considered child abuse under state law. And now the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, or has ordered the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to enforce the ruling and even refer parents for prosecution if they've allowed their child to do things like access puberty blockers uh, or hormone therapy or gender-affirming surgeries. Um, this is disgusting. Uh, all, all major U.S. medical groups support gender-affirming 
care for trans or non-binary youth. It literally saves lives. It, it they're medically necessary. It like it works. It, it, and so that not only is the, I, I guess the way I want to start this conversation is that maybe this is why we don't want to like give concessions on culture war issues, which mm. has been like suggested a lot. Because if you can, cons- well, one who gets to choose whose like freedoms get get uh, right, which 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 group are you going to throw under the bus? Right. is is the real question there. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to talk about people in power, like, pitting everybody else against each other so they can't look at bigger problems, this is a really good example. I don't think that, first of all, I have not been reading a lot about this story because it makes me so, it is so horrible to look at. I, I find it easier to watch, I know, I, know, I know that this is irrational, I find it easier to watch footage from the invasion than to read an article about this uh hate bill uh, that they're passing in Texas. But I do you really, I don't think the governor gives a shit about this, right? Like he's doing it's all he's like wars. willing no, to just they, like no, shove no, these yeah. kids. I mean, you know, to him it's a culture war. To the kids it's not. You know, it's just like exactly. to take people's actual like material physical autonomy over their bodies and then just shove it in the the, the coal burning furnace uh, you know, of your your wedge issues so you can be governor for four more years and get how many more hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, like just so we can have like another five hundred K on a lobbyist payroll after he's done being governor. What a, these people uh, I can't say this on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm an honorable man. I'll say that. We'll bleep you saying you're an honorable man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's infuriating. Um and and trying to trying to get leverage by like punishing parents who are trying to do the right thing and help their children is is cruel. Yeah. Can you imagine? And like yeah. you're a kid. And like you're going through this process, and the state comes and takes your parents away and sends them to jail. Realizing you want to transition, or like any any sort of uh, thing about that, or like it applies to like gay kids and stuff too. Or like part of it is they out them to their parents. Some kids have parents who like will hate them because of who they are. Um, and to include this, like yeah, like uh, alert the parents if you suspect. That like you might have a trans kid in your class, like that is like really fucked up and cruel. And like it again, it's like this extension of we've talked about this before. Like okay, sorry, uh, Republicans, I guess you lost, you lost gay marriage, you lost. They can it it you you lost the the issue, and now they had to sort of pretend like I actually I'm not against gay marriage. I'm against any any. The, the, gov- the government being involved in marriage. I'm a libertarian about it now. They've shifted that, but they've also shifted to like, well, now we have to attack the trans community uh, because they know that they lost this. And now, so they're, they've been doing this for a long time. And there's so many, bi- I think there were like more anti-trans bills in the past, like two months than all of last year uh, introduced, not passed. Um, but it is definitely this, this huge movement um, that is in place of all this other stuff. And, um, yeah, yeah, like when you talk about like, okay, well, like, should we concede some culture war stuff? What culture war stuff? Literally, what? Pit, like, say out loud. Yeah, what would you be uh, okay with? Uh, uh, but also, like, they just they'll keep pushing. They'll be like, oh, thank you for that concession. Exactly. And now we're gonna outlaw this. Now we're gonna like, uh, you know, like it's yeah. Uh, that's the difference, right? It's like they're they're fighting to win, not to be loved by the other side. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, they're not looking for compromises no. uh, for any for any reason other than if if we get them to compromise, then we get a little closer. We push it a little closer. We push it a little closer. Um, and it's just uh, it's just abhorrent. And um, it's the same thing with that. Um, I don't know if we've even talked about it on this show yet, but that the don't say gay thing in um, a bill in Florida, which is another situation was like, man, DeSantis, you do not give a fuck about this. You actually don't care. You just know care. you just know that it works. And so you're like, it, it's all I don't know. It's all fucked up. And uh, I, I don't even know if these things will like get a lot of traction because um yeah, it, it doesn't matter like... even if it's an election year or not anymore. It's just like we need to consistently like go back to that well and like we need to whip our voters into a frenzy every three months about something. Mm-hmm. And then when that peaks and goes away, then we'll ju- critical race theory again. And then, the, the, you know, like, it's, yeah, move it's on constant... from that for a little while. Uh, after, it's Black History Month, so we're going to move away from CRT for a little while. And then, uh, yeah, now this uh, anti-trans stuff. And yeah. like the, even j- like it's wild that the, the brazenness of the don't say gay thing, because it's not like like I was saying, like they kind of triangulated to be like, OK, it's actually it's just the, it's just like trans kids. That's what we care about. It's not it's not anything else. It's just this. Um, but they're they're already letting uh, the mask lift up uh, to show like what it is really all about. You know, I often wonder <laughs> what would be the state of being like uh, uh, trans and gay and queer in America today if the if uh, those absolute demons in the Bush administration had not developed gay marriage as their defining wedge mm-hmm. issue. Um, and, you know, <laughs> because like. If you look, if you go back and look at the polls of like the 80s, the 90s, the aughts, the 10s of like how uh, queerness is perceived by the American populace at large, uh, there's a dramatic shift to the like dramatic shift. Um, But then it goes, but then it starts moving back. And like it's these weird pendulum. It's like this crazy burst of like. Almost, I want to say, I don't don't listen, I'm a podcast boy eating McRibs, I don't know, but has, like, in American history, has the entire population of the country changed their mind on any civil issue that quickly? Like, maybe prohibition, but like, you know, like, to go from, like, majority saying no gay marriage to a vast majority thumbs up gay marriage, and and then to have that result in policy pretty quickly. And the, and the, so it's, it's clear to me that like our, our social progress, fingers crossed, uh, yeah. like was very clear about like the direction we were going to this stuff. And then the Bush administration comes in and Carl Rove and Cheney and from and Gerson, and all the speechwriters and the think tank demons, uh, decide that gay marriage is going to be the cultural wedge issue. They are going to use to destroy the last of like the third way Democrat, you know, uh, to, to peel off the, yeah. uh, like, you know, economically liberal and socially conservative people, um, uh, to, to sort of build the new coalition. If they hadn't have done that, where we'd be right now. Mm. Cause I still see arguments and vibes. I get big time first Bush term. First, no, it was, it was his reelection campaign that they did it right. It was 2004. That, they made gay marriages like that was the they, they, they tried to make the election about gay marriage and the echoes of that are now resulting in gay kids parents being put in prison in Texas mm. and yet we still allow them to like walk around in the world and publish oh, things 
we they're still writing about like whether or not to go to war. Oh yeah, uh, they're yeah. they're they're on TV constantly. What's the Lincoln Project up to these days? God, oh my God, <laughs> I I legit don't know the answer to that. I have uh, not seen uh, them in a long time, and we can only be yeah, we can only be happy that we don't know what they're up to. I'm sure they're working on a Netflix show or something. Oh um, yeah, yeah, they're probably helping Obama produce his new exactly. Netflix series. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get to a, a couple of uh, more stories before we wrap up. I want to talk briefly about the uh, child the expanded child tax credit um which was allowed to expire at the end of uh December because um mostly because uh, Joe Manchin thought it discouraged parents from working and that he thought parents would buy drugs with the money that's what he thought why does he um, keep th- saying these thoughts like we know what happens when these things are implemented we know why is he just say- i mean i know why he yeah. does but it's like frustrating like i think that they just use it for like drugs and stuff it's like fuck yeah. off that's not what happens it helps feed families right. well if he's looking uh, for right. any evidence there was a study released last week uh by the center on poverty and social policy at columbia it found that 3.7 million Children were plunged back into poverty at the beginning mm. of this year after they expired. Um, th- those payments had lifted those people out of poverty. More than 61 million children in roughly 36 million households got the payment in December. There was a 24% drop in hunger. Um, th- that sounds it, like it was a, a lot. good thing. Yeah, no, it's just a, it sounds a good. good. Thing. Yeah. Just like a, a good thing. It costs <laughs> the the whole program costs $120 billion a year, which means that's probably the cost of the planes we just sent over mm. to Germany mm. today or something. Or um, the planes that we built and that don't work that are fucking garbage. And they the, this is not and I, you know so much is important so much is going on in the world so i guess it's a bit of an easy target to be like why isn't this getting more coverage but there's been very little coverage mm-hmm. of the fact that 3.7 million children mm-hmm. were plunged back into poverty and the the reason i wanted to um well the the extra thing i wanted to talk about in relation to this was a column this week by adam johnson and he pointed out the lack of energy being devoted to this by America's liberal op-ed columnists who are much more focused on kids wearing masks in school and how that's like the worst thing ever. Mm. He wrote that the Atlantic published 10 times as many articles over the last year about how COVID restrictions like mask mandates and remote learning are hurting children than they did articles about the child tax credit, how it was helping children and why removing it would hurt children. So if these, if you're so concerned about children and their welfare mm. and well-being maybe you should focus a little bit on just the that giving and it's not much money by the way it's uh, $250 per month for children 6 to 17 and $300 per month for those under 6 like doing a little bit can go such a long way and also there's no evidence that kids wearing masks at school is, is hurting them developmentally or behaviorally <sighs> sorry that's a, a lot do we do we pay a courier to take like a printout of this research to his yacht? Like, is there a sea courier? <laughs> How do you send a letter to yeah. a man on a yacht? I don't think he does email. I know. I think you gotta bother him, and then he can say that he's being canceled and ignore. You uh, have to yeah. attach it to a right. flaming you gotta, you gotta, arrow. <laughs> Easy yeah. now. We're you gotta. You then. gotta. Uh, you can bleep this if you want. You gotta give him a Viking funeral, <laughs> a pre-funeral. 
Because he's fine. You just want him to read the fucking research. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting but you get his attention. Funeral you get his most, attention by lighting his yacht on fire. It's the most obvious non-threat threat you could say. Yeah. I'm not threatening you. It's a pre-funeral. It's going to give you a pre-funeral. It's I was feeling thing. you do like a Boromir funeral and put the <laughs> and put the research on it and then push it out to his yacht and then he'll be like, "What's this flaming body?" In the mm-hmm. water, and it's Boromir, but it's also <laughs> it's, obviously it's Boromir. It's yeah. Boromir, oh, but, yeah. it's, <laughs> but it is also boat. the study like, from Columbia saying it's just you could just help, just you just give money, just give, give money to kids, yeah, give money to kids. <laughs> Joe Mansions on his yacht, just like housing handfuls of little tomatoes, just, you know, just <laughs> yeah, smashing yeah. them, dripping up. down his face, and he's yeah. got like a starving Appalachian kid singing a folk song to him while he just. Like, really goes to town on these tomatoes and then uh, we send a, like a, a son he likes on fire right, right. Well, the, just, yeah. the, the person you like the one person you like that you would support giving money to he's got some research for you uh, wipe your face off you're covered in tomato juice yeah God, this he, has just been such a pet peeve of mine lately not, like, not just that this thing, the the child tax credit, the expanded credit is gone. It's not coming back and no one's talking about it. But also every day there's another article of like, why if we if I don't have to wear a mask in a bar, why do kids still have to wear it in a school? And like, I get it that masks are annoying. Like, I, I'm sure like it's annoying to wear a mask all day. Like, yeah, fine. I hate seatbelts. But yeah. like some people, th- th- some people don't have to give their IDs at bars. Kids would. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> but I bet a kid the- would have to give their ID. Like, I can even see a couple of op-eds, but so many, the outrage over this for months now, when they've won every argument, everything's open, everything, everything's because they don't care. Like, Joe Manchin is, Mm. as much, like, he is one of the best creations of the Democratic Party. If he died and was replaced with another senator who supported all the things we like, they would just find two more senators to vote no oh absolutely like he is um, a total cover he is he's a it's it's a it's a it's theater like it's not yeah him. he's the, he's the, party the guy doesn't want it if they wanted it they get they'd find a way to get it well right because if they wanted it and like this is we've talked about this before just like in terms of like the current president of the united states um he he could talk about this um he could tweet about it regularly he could like use the bully pulpit in some way like he could it I, it's just there's always a sense of like an indication of like Oh, you don't care. If you cared about any of this stuff, you would talk about it more. Yeah. Um, at, at the very least, because, you know, obviously, like, a president does a lot of things. But one of the main things as a leader is, like, communicating. Like, communication is a huge part in leadership and being able to communicate, like, not only uh, what things are bad or, like, oh, the Republicans are doing blah, blah, blah. But, like, what's good? What's a good idea? Uh, what would help people? What's good? Why is it good? How can we do it? Um, but I, you just don't get a lot of that. Um, but you're also right to like, there's even like reports of like, uh, people talking about like, yeah, mansion isn't the only one. There are a lot of people who are grateful for him to be the guy because they don't want to be the ones to say, actually, I don't think we should do that. I mean, look at, look at the Obama Congress. They did the exact same thing and they had more of a majority. It was, Hmm. it was Lieberman and those guys, you know, they just, it's always the rotating reason we can't do the thing that we claim we want to do, but never actually get around to doing. You too can be the mansion one day. If you want to be 2040s (laughs) Joe Mansion. (laughs) Run for office, it can be you. Okay, well, one last story before we, we head out and let you go, Taylor. Um, oh, uh, yes. Activision Blizzard, uh, which is 
a major video game company. Microsoft is planning to buy it for $68.7 billion. Um, What? Yeah. That's so much fucking money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. In I'm fact, sure that's what it's worth and they're going to make it all back, obviously. But, like, that's so much fucking money. I, like, put that, uh, I, like, wrote all that down yesterday. And reading that made me want to go back and make sure I wasn't wrong. That, like, you no, know, it's a, it will acquire Activision Blizzard for $95 a share in an all-cash transaction valued at $68.7 billion. I want that in cash. Which, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of consolidation going on in this uh, industry. Um, so there were they they're involved in some union busting as well. Uh, quality assurance testers at Raven Software, which Activision owns, have formed a union, the Game Workers Alliance. Activision has done uh, a couple things. I, I've got a list here, and and Taylor, interrupt me and correct me on this if I'm wrong about oh, sure. it. Well, um, the only thing I saw was the deck that leaked. Oh, okay. I'll get I'll get like, there. Like union busting stories just hit me like raindrops. They're all oh. the same. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't want to spoil it. Please. No, no, no. So we'll get it. to the deck. The yeah. first thing is they refuse to recognize the union, uh, which course, means classic. the employees have to file a petition with the National Labor Relations Board and hold a vote. They pushed for all the employees. They they were like, well, we think if you're going to form a union, that's fine. But then all the employees at the at Raven Software should vote in it. Uh, which they pretended was real magnanimous, but like the QA testers specifically, that group had a majority and they're like, well, if we open it up to everyone, they're going to be like, we're not going to be able to pass this vote. Then they split up the QA staff and embedded them in other teams across the company, which again would, would be considered often a good thing, but the timing of it in this instance makes it seem like they're just trying to split up all the members and keep them from organizing. Yeah. So then sure. uh, finally, it doesn't um, really seem like that. Yeah. So this is all leading up to uh, that the law firm representing Activision Blizzard, Reed Smith, distributed a presentation called Union Avoidance Tips and Strategies, Do's and Don'ts. And there's some pretty funny stuff uh, in this presentation. Um, You know, we got the types of supervisors who inspire unionization, bossy, pushy or on ego trip demands instead of requests. You do attitude versus let's do. Uh, weaker insecure does not take a stand oh by the way anyone who's ever like had a job knows that let's do means you do so they're <laughs> like you should say let's do instead of you do but literally every boss ever said let's do this and that that means you do this um yeah uh, this their their notes for managers of like this is how you should manage if by the way i i should tell you that like i uh i am a union organizer uh, i uh i was uh, one of the, I was on the organizing committee of the Kickstarter union, uh, which I'm very happy to say became the first uh, all-company uh, uh, tech union. Um, still negotiating their contract. Go get them, Taggers. Um, so I've been through this process, and it's very funny what it elucidates about uh, like our culture of work and everything. So if you look at that, what they're telling the managers there, what they're essentially saying is that the way you avoid a union as a manager is you try to help your employees forget that they are at work. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to convince them you're not their boss, that you're just a buddy. Right, we're, There's we, a got lot meals, we got meals, we got Red Bulls in the fridge, yep. we, we're going to get ping pong. It's, it's life is what it is. This is your family. Why would you leave at night? Yeah. Just don't, just try to keep the cover on the actual nature of your relationship. Um, just like say like yeah work sucks um, here's more money uh, it'll make your life better and you'll work harder yeah. <laughs> like, 
this um this this presentation also has a checklist of early signs of a union organizing attempt and it's got stuff like <laughs> like graffiti if you see anti-company <laughs> graffiti all over the company that's a sign of a unionization God. effort but also uh discussions of informal employee get-togethers after hours employees seem uncommonly <laughs> busy during breaks so <laughs> you want your fucking employees to like get along <laughs> no they're literally describing the office in here yeah. noticeable increase in casual employee gatherings um uh, just like... na- yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm just reading this. Uh, you know what all these dumb th- employees seem uncommonly busy during breaks, before or after work, and during lunch hour. Formation of new cliques with new leaders. So if they're just like, just like... hey, Sandra didn't used to be popular, and now everyone likes Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta hand it to them. They know what they're talking about. Like these what? first, these first two slides, I would agree with. Like this is true. Like if the managers are nicer, it will discourage uh, union organizing, and that is a way to tell if people are organized because you have to, <laughs> you because you can't do it in the office. You got to take people out for coffee and do it at lunch, have drinks after, uh, and it's it's really hard to hide that. And so that's true. You know, it's true. But also, again, notice that like it's it's like. <laughs> It's like everything warm and human and joyful about being alive with other people, they want to stop. And it's a warning sign, is a red flag. What they want is like perfect mechanical cogs that do exactly as they're told and don't need anything other than 10% less on their paycheck than the other guy. Right. And like, and, and it's <laughs> like they're just, it's discouraging that warmth in everybody. But like the manager or boss, yes, like, but it's like, fake. So it's like exactly. the manager replaces the family with a simulacrum of like of uh, community, like just by using words where the actual structure of the relationship never changes. Now I right. gotta, I, I, I yeah. got to shut the fuck up because I will talk about this for two hours. Uh, but yeah, it, it's wild. It's like it's like remember those experiments they did on like the the, the monkey babies? They put like the wire the the the, the chicken wire mother monkeys in the cage to see if the monkeys would like hug the robot mommies no what (laughs) what What a thing to bring up (laughs) they did these experiments to see if the monkey babies would imprint on these like horrible fence mothers of wire (laughs) i love that we're 63 whatever minutes into this and and i'm googling mother monkey baby robot (laughs) to try and find out what this is it's just like they want the manager to be the horrible fence mother, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And just yeah, like, you cover you cover the horrible fence mother with straw, so it seems. Oh, it's like a little softer than metal. Right. Wow, yeah. yeah. But don't like, you look can still direct, tell. Yeah, don't look directly yeah. at the fence mother, <laughs> right? Because yeah, the eyes like okay, they like they move a little bit, but if you look close, yeah. like, they're not. They're moving very deliberately, like <laughs> yes. a machine, yeah. maybe. Uh, that's so. <sighs> I've never heard of that, but that is like the perfect analogy for. It. Just like be like, just like admit that it's a fucking job. I don't know. Uh, this is so. All these slides are amazing. I like uh, some of the language, like <laughs> types of employees that unions exploit. This rules. So I'm going to first read the final slide. And then there's the original slide is even funnier. So this is types of employees unions exploit. Lazy, non-productive or inefficient, 
Footloose and fancy free. No major <laughs> obligations or commitments, financial or otherwise. Then why do they have a job? All right. Uh, rebel, anti-establishment, opposes society, structure, management. Then why do they have that job? All right. Uh, malingerer. Perfect word. Uh, yes. Taylor, you're right. Amazing word. Uh, something for tag nothing yourself. attitude. Like, <laughs> tag yourself. I'm malingerer. That's me. Uh, me. Uh, <laughs> me. Uh, whiner and complainer. Uh, and then just activist. <laughs> like, oh. there's this long list and there's activists. Uh, overqualified for current job position. <laughs> like, all right, from, well, if yeah, that was really weird. Like, isn't that a sign them, you should give, give them, them a raise or so? Yeah, it's like, no, yeah. don't give them a raise. They're joining a union. No, right. Like, oh, this overqualified employee. <laughs> we what should a hire them because, like. <laughs> but it was updated from this slide. Types of employees unions exploit. Bums, malingerers, ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> Layabouts, slug about. This has to be fake. I'm sorry. It's got to be There's fake. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. I'm sorry. <laughs> slug about. I love how the, the fake one kept malingerers. But yeah, the real slide. Maling Footloose and fancy-free malingerers who hate society. Footloose and fancy-free. It's incredible. <laughs> Slash activist. I mean, that's well, that's yeah. that's going in my bio on all the fuck apps. <laughs> uh, I'm a footloose, fancy-free malingerer who hates society. Occasional whiner and complainer. Uh, but I'm also overqualified for my job. <laughs> what the fuck is a malingerer? Oh, it's so good. I don't even, I'm not I'll even tell kidding. you what it is. It's a uh, person that employs... And unions exploit, right? You That's... know, I hey, have you noticed that a lot of our employees have changed their social structure recently? I've noticed the malingerers are getting a lot of respect at the after uh, at, the, at the happy hour drinks after work. Huh, it's unusual. All those people maling who are exaggerating that COVID they got, I think yeah. they're malingering a little too much. We and have you noticed, five yeah, Clarice has been really, I don't know how to describe her, Fancy free? I'd even say footloose recently. Footloose. I was gonna say footloose. <laughs> yeah, footloose. Yes. She's yes. been footloose. So footloose lately. Mm. Uh, we should probably block them in a dance hall and set it on fire, uh, which is what they did Along to the coal with miners. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call the Pinkertons. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, we... speaking of watching, hold on. I should say. I was I was made a joke about calling the Pinkertons. What they fucking Amazon did that? And there was a mm. an uh, uh, Christian Smalls, uh, a badass union organizer who's trying to organize the Amazon warehouse in Staten Island, was with was with some union organizers delivering food to people on their lunch break, and the a Amazon called the cops on him and had them carted away uh. by the NYPD. Amazon thought they were going to get out of this episode with, uh, <laughs> yeah. with no criticism, not. This time, nope. Bezzy. Nope. Not any week ever. Um, that's, well, uh, that's wild. Um, yeah. Uh, two workers. And, okay. So Christian and two other uh, Amazon yeah. workers. That's, God. Yep. Imagine, like, having a friend, like, bring you some free food at work, and your boss calls the police and has them arrested. Like, it's, again, it's like... <laughs> That like warmth that they're trying to squash like amongst like their employees and like no no you're gonna go to, go to jail I but I have a meal for you look at our <laughs> look at our our free tender greens Friday huh huh like all right great it's such union stuff is so funny because 
it if you get like if you just take the first layer off you discover that it's just fundamentally about like everything that's good about being a human with other people versus everything horrible the world wants to do to you and it really is like a manichaean like fundamental battle between the good and evil in the human spirit yeah and like there's like yeah human human beings against like this like weird like rhetoric tone monster this is like hey we're here and we're together and we appreciate you but not that much <laughs> yeah no but you're not freaking a, not out a lot. not enough you're, yeah but <sighs> taylor thank you so much for joining us today um why don't you tell us uh and our and our audience where they can find you online uh talk about some of your podcasts and other projects Oh, well, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you can follow me online at taylor.biz, T-A-Y-L-O-R-D-O-T-B-I-Z. And I uh, strongly recommend you listen to the wonderful world of podcasts that I that I produce. in <laughs> uh, podcasts. <laughs> you know, podcasts. Uh, have you heard about this? You seen this? Uh, no, uh, uh, you can find me producing and appearing on uh, Rude Tales of Magic, Fun City, and Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Highly recommend. There's apparently a new episode of Retails today, um, which I found out right before recording this and made me mad because I couldn't listen to it right away. You're going to love it. I Well, also, uh, but Cody, let me recommend just podcasts in general. The world of podcasts. You should check those out. uh, Will I learn anything? (laughs) No, no, you won't learn anything. Oh, then then absolutely. I will check out podcasts. Uh, Taylor, thank you so much for being here on a, a, a tough day of news. Thank you for going through it all with us. Uh, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Katie will be back next week. Uh, remember, we love you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.